You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Now, here's a key Gemara word, Vahotanya. Now, this, the reason why this is a key Gemara word is because sometimes you read it, Hotanya, and, and, and sometimes you read it, Vahotanya. The, if, if it's Hotanya, it's like, wait, that can't be right. Hotanya. Or what about this? Sometimes it's actually a proof. The same exact letters, if there's a patach under the hay, it's Hatanya, which means, yeah, and that proves it. And, and the only way you can figure that out is by, by the uh, context. Rashi, and many times when this occurs, when you might not figure it out, Rashi will use uh, an Aramaic word, binichusa, meaning it's, it's a proof. Nichusa means that there's, no, there's nothing wrong with it. It's actually strengthening it. So you just got to figure it out what's going on. It's spelled the same way, but what does it mean? Right? So, so here, because I read the next words, I know, I know the way you're supposed to read it. Vehotanya, wait, Hotanya, oh, look, over there, there's another Brighta that disagrees, and, and Hanach said this yesterday. What does that other Brighta say? Beit Hillel, and that we know is going to be Halacha. Omrim, they say, Oskin bimelachtan vikorin. Beit Hillel was quoting the Pasuk that we were talking about yesterday, and we say it every day in Kriyat Shema. Right? That, that is the, that's sort of like the, the prime pusik of, of Kriyachma, describing how Kriyachma works. So Hillel says that pusik indicates that however your body and movements are, Kriyachma can be said. Now, the reason Hillel, Beit Hillel said that was because the Shammai school said you need to be standing at attention when you say Kriyat Shema in the morning. You need to be standing up. And at night, you need to be in a lying down position or a leaning position. It goes together with, I guess, the ideal of what you're doing. It's a, it's a, according to Shammai, Kriyashma was done as a proclamation when your body also aligns with that proclamation. It's like when we would do the Pledge of Allegiance, uh, when I was a kid growing up every morning, right? Stand up, put your hand on your heart. And if you remember that, I think all of us here remember saying the Pledge of Allegiance every day. And the teacher would say, everyone, please stand up, put your hand, hand, yes, right? They put your hand on your heart. And that was the way you needed to do it. It was like, that's what Pledge of Allegiance means. You mean what you're saying. So Shammai felt the same thing. Kriyachma is about a certain statement and position. And Beitilava says, look, hey, Kriyachma. You could be anyway. You could be walking. There we go. You could be walking. You could be talking. Not talking, because you can't do two things at the same time, two statements at the same time. But you could be walking. You could be moving. You could be sitting. 
lying down. And then Hillel, the Beit Hillel emphasized, and you could be doing your work. You could be oskin b'melachton v'korin, right? You could be doing your work and also do Kriyachma. So, and that, Mari said, isn't that an essential idea of Kriyachma? So that also indicates that oskin b'melachton v'korin indicates that, hey, I, can, I don't need the same amount of concentration. This could have really, the question really could have started here, right? We could have really started with Beit Hillel, but we started with our Mishnah and Breita, but now it developed into something bigger. Hey, what about Beit Hillel's essential statement about what Kriyat Shema is? So on that, we have another key Gemara word, Lo Kashia. It isn't difficult. And it's not difficult. Kashia Again, why is it called, why is the word kasha the word for difficulty? I have my theory. My theory is, is that the kash, which is like a, which is like the straw or the material that grew up that was around the, uh, the kernel that you want to eat would harden. It would sit out in the field and would get tough. And that became the word for, for, for difficult was kash, kash, kashia. So, right. When I was growing up as a little boy, I spoke Yiddish. So when I first heard kasha, kasha meant <laughs> kasha meant actually cereal or you know a cream of wheat or whatever it was called. My yeah, kasha. And then I went to yeshiva. I went to school, and they said, "Oh, that's a good kasha." And I would say, "Are we going to be eating porridge now? We're eating cereal, right?" So again, the word in my mind was I always connected to the kasha that my, my parents used to tell me I could eat for breakfast, the kasha. But, but you see, the word comes from something getting hard, something getting tough, something that's inedible sometimes, right? Well, then a low kasha, this isn't tough, this isn't hard. Why? Ha biperik rishon, ha biperik sheni. So there is the perik, of course, means a chapter. And the word perik Again, I'm not here to teach you uh, diktuk or, or words, but a perik, of course, is a section. A section of something is a perik, and therefore, it's the first section and the second section. It's like where a break occurs is called a perik, okay? Um, and therefore, the first section um, is where concentration is essential. That's what we're saying. Concentration is essential in the first section. So that would mean, now let's go back to what, put it all together. If that's true, when Rav Shesha says that they don't do work, that means the first section. Sheila, you were wondering the other day whether it could be just the first word, first sentence. This piece of Gemara, which was basically Rava's idea, uh, it's under Rava's control. It's the first paragraph. The first paragraph, you can, according, you need concentration. You stop working, and you do your best and concentrating, imagining, and declaring God as your master and the ideas that are contained in that first chapter, that first uh, uh, paragraph. Loving of God, uh, the the adherence to Torah. Fill in very important principles about Jewish life. 
you need to have concentration on that first chapter. It still isn't as long as Shimon Esrei, and therefore you can do it, uh, and it doesn't take, as we said yesterday, as much energy, as much angst. It doesn't. It doesn't require as much personality and angst as really begging for your life, like Shimon Esrei is supposed to be. Okay, so that's the Gemara's answer. It's in the first and second chapter. Okay, um, the first and second paragraphs. Now, um, excuse me, Rabbi. So the first paragraph is according to Beis Shammai, and the second one is according to Beis Hillel. Um, no, no, Hanach. Um Well, yes and no. <laughs> In other words, when when Hillel said his, when Hillel gave his 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 his, his statement of how much you don't have to be at attention. He didn't mean it for the first paragraph, right? That's exactly correct. The first paragraph, you, you could be sitting down, but you can't be doing work. No, it's Hillel sort of, Basil was guilty a little bit of, of, of overstating his case. It's true only for the second and third paragraphs. When Hillel said, you can be sitting, you can be standing, you can be walking, you can be moving, he meant for the first paragraph. But when he overstated it and said, and you can even be doing work, that that was not in the first paragraph. That was on the second and third. So if you're, so if you're doing work, according to May Shammai, and you're in the tree, the first paragraph, you got to get down and say it. And then if you want to go up, you can say the second paragraph. Um. That's a good point. Again, we weren't really talking about Beit Shammai, but you're correct. According to Beit Shammai, you probably, if if this mathematics is correct, according to Beit Shammai, you probably need for sure to have concentration in the first paragraph, maybe even throughout, maybe even all three paragraphs, you need to be standing at attention. You can't be moving, according to Shammai. Um, that's, that is a good point, Hedach. Uh, Shammai, it sounds like Shammai demands more, your body has to be more in line with what you're saying, and that probably means you probably have to have that for all three paragraphs, but I, I would say that is correct. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way, but that's true. That uh, Okay, so that's the Gemara's answer at this point, that our Mishnah, does, you are allowed to say all three paragraphs on top of the tree while you're at work. But the first paragraph, you need to stop working and you need to concentrate as much as possible. Okay? So now, we have solved some of the problems. Here comes the sugya for today. Because what I just read was really an extension of yesterday. We stopped because we, we, were, we were running short on time. But a good teacher would have measured his class. And I, I'm not looking for compliments, but the best way to do it would have gotten up to here. So now, this is really the next part of the sugya. The sugya is a walk. Here's the next section of our walk through halacha. So here we go. Starts with these two letters. We know what the, those are. Tafresh is always Tanu Rabbanan, which means there's a brisa somewhere. Okay? It's probably here in Brochot. It's probably a Tosefta in Brochot. I want to show you something here. The very first word was interesting to me. Hapoalim. 
I mentioned this yesterday. It doesn't say like it says in the Mishnah, Umanin, experts, and you saw Jastro two days ago called it mechanics, experts. No, these are poalim. These guys aren't necessarily trained in anything special. Okay, so let's read about what these poalim are about. They're workers. They are engaged in a job, a contracted job. Whether it's a, a written contract, an oral contract, they have determined to work for someone. Korin, we know what this is, okay, everybody knows what this is in context. Kriyat Shema, Kufshin. Umivorchin, Lifoneho, Ula So this Brita, this Tosefta that's being quoted here, isn't so much concerned where it's done but it's concerning what is said. We've talked about up until now how what your body should be like, what your concentration level should be like. Now we're saying, okay, what is the, what's your sitter? What's going to be in your booklet? What things, if you're at work, what do you do? So even though you are at work, these are your religious rights but this is what you don't don't over unless you get permission you shouldn't do more. So what are we saying? Korin kriyashma, you can do kriyashma. Umivorchen lifoneo l'achareha, and those of course are the brachot, and we know what they are: Yotzer Or and Avaraba, and then Gaal Yisrael, right? Emes v'yatsa, Emes v'muna, whatever it is that you say. Um, after the second, after Kriyachma, you you do Kriyachma in its totality, and you do the brachot, which means you don't skimp. That's what the bright is telling you. Nothing here about Pesuke de Zimra or anything like that, which is wasn't really the issue. But Kriyachma is said, the complete Kriyachma. Now it's going to come some surprising things are coming up now. Now, when it's the lunch break, Vaochlin pitan. Okay? The word Aramaic word for bread, of course, is pot. Right? That's what bread is. The nun, just like here, means their bread. They eat their lunch, the pitan. They eat their they eat their pitan. Now, um and the next words are and when they do their bread, they say the hamotzi mivorchin, and they also do. They also do what? They also lachareha. They do the birchat hamazon. Okay, so that's they're at, they're at work. What's the next line? Umitpavolin. Tfilah shall Shmona Esrei. Shmona Esrei literally here means 19 brochot. They do the complete Siddur. Wow. It's like they're in Shul. They could be in Bnei Brak. They could be in Itzkowitz Shtiblach. Right? But they're not. They're at a job. And therefore, the Brayta ends with this. However, Aval, Ein Yordin Lifnei Teva. Now, this is a term that's used 
consistently in this in this mesechta. <laughs> I got to explain what it means. Your din lifnei teva. A teva, you're going to tell me, is like Noah's ark, right? Right. That's not what it means here, but it is a, a structure. It is a box, and your raid is to go down in front of the box. What that meant was, and this was the way it was done in Eretz Yisrael all over the place, and in many shuls today back in Eretz Yisrael, not in the JEC, it's almost the opposite, when a person would go to Davin to lead the Tzibor, the Chazan, as we call him, he would go down into uh, a pit, and that in front of that pit was where he would stand, and maybe that would be like a, a box there, a teva, and that's where he would lead the prayers. He'd lead the prayers in that in that depressed area, right? And 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 there was a, a reason for that. Tovra Melech said, it says, Mimamakim Adonai, from the depths. Remember, we talked about putting your hand on your heart. There's a symbolic power that the one who's davening is actually lower than everybody else. And he's, re- and he's looking up to God. That's the leader. That's the way leadership was meant to be. He didn't go up on a bima and with a big uh, hat and the big, you know, the giant uh, fluffy, looks like a, a big chef's hat, except it's black, right? And, and you know, and, and oh, that's, that's, again, he might have a nice voice, but that's not the way it was done. He was yoreid with Neateva. That was the indicator that someone's going to be leading us in prayers. And, and, and in fact, the way it worked was many times you would just listen to him. And he was the Yoreid Lifneateva. That was what we would call the Chazan. Yoreid Lifneateva. Go down. You don't do that. Meaning, everybody davens individually. We don't make a minion. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say. Everybody who's at the job will be able to say every word they need to say, but we don't make a, a minion. Very powerful uh, a statement, especially in today in Coronaville, right? Yeah, let's all go. Let, let's go meet in, 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 in the uncle's big backyard. No, no, no. Diving in your house, say every word. No, you're with Neateva. Now, we don't do it because, for, because it's going to lead to a, uh, a break in our health shield and bring people together. There, it was the reason was, is because, come on, we're going to let you daven, we're going to let you say what you need to say, but we're not going to turn it into a production where everybody has to wait for the guy to go down and listen to his amen. That's going to take too long. That we don't, right. Because that's going to be too much. Because, because you, what, again, so everybody davening at their own pace, whether they're in a tree or wherever they are, right? Wherever they are on a tree, on a tree. Yes, Hanach, even if there is a whole bunch of workers, poalim. In fact, Hanach, that's the point. Even though they have enough for a minion, they have enough for 20 minyanim. No minyanim. That we don't do. You're at work now. You're at work. Minion is not that essential. The davening is essential. The tefillah is essential. 
the Birchat HaMazon, but no, we don't take the time to make the, the project, to do the production. Here's a bigger Kiddush coming up. Ve'ain no sin kapehem. I do that again. Ve'ain no sin kapehem. Now that could only be, you already, if you've, you've seen that word, that can only be a kohen. A ko, no say means to lift up. Right? No say is to lift up. Kisisa, when you, when you count, you're lifting up because you're, you're, you're lifting up something that indicates that person. Right? No say ovo means God takes the avera on his back, so to speak. He lifts it up. He doesn't, make you uh, have to deal with it. No say avon, no say means to lift up. Okay? The Nasiyim are leaders because they're above the rest and they have to make uh, decisions. So no say means to lift up. Kapeem is your palms, right? I can't do it because I can't do my fingers, right? But that's basically what it is. No say kapeem. That's that's the symbol of 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 a Kohen, as the Pasuk says in Parshat Shemini, that Aaron picked up his, his, his hands and gave a bracha. And that's the symbol of what a Kohen does. So even though, he, what are we saying? There's a Kohanim that are working there too. They're also being hired. They don't say, hey, I want to give a Birchus Kohanim. Okay, we've got a bunch of people over here. Hey, everybody, I want to give you a bracha. No, no, no. Kohen, quiet. No, no Birchus Kohanim either. Even though the Kohanim are there and everybody's davening, no, no brachas from the Kohanim. Because all of that would turn it into, the, the, the boss would not get, it would be too much. When it's a bunch of individuals doing it, that's fine. Yeah, the, the, again, Hanach, the, the assumption was that had they not been at work, of course you'd be doing birchas Kohanim. Let me make this point even greater. Birchat Kohanim is not an essential part. It's not part of tefillah, but Chachamim felt, well, everybody davens anyway. Let's get, let's let the Kohen give the bracha. Birchat Kohanim just means that a Kohen should always give bracha to Klal Yisrael. So since davening is when we, we created a system where everybody comes together three times a day. So let's have the Kohen give the bracha at that point. It's not part of davening the same way Kriyachma is. It was inserted in davening because, well, it makes sense. The Kohen has a mitzvah to give a bracha to Klau Yisrael. This is the good place to do it. That would make sense if you weren't working for somebody. So, but here, since you're working for somebody, Kohanim on the sidelines, just like everybody else, they don't do their mitzvah, and we don't get their bracha. Boo-hoo. Work is important. There's no minion. Boo-hoo. You know what I'm saying? We can't say baruchu. Boo-hoo. When I say boo-hoo, I mean too bad, but that's what this is. This is the work reality. The rabbis are telling us, do your job. You can take time off to daven, but we're not making a big minion here, etc. Okay? Now, I don't want to get into one of my pet peeves, but I'll say it anyway, which is the mignonim on, on an airplane is also 
wrong. <laughs> okay, for many other reasons. The minion in the airplane is wrong. But again, it, it, it not only, in my mind, does it create a chil Hashem for everybody else on the plane. It's unnecessary. Okay? Do your davening. You, you can say everything. But but they have someone say Kaddish, they have someone stand up, repeat the Shmon Esrei, be yorid with Be'ateva. Over there, it's being yorid with Nei the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's so many reasons why that's wrong. Again, it, it, again, big Tamid HaChachamim sit in their seat and they do their best. Here, this is, to me, an inexact, but I think an important parallel to the same idea. Okay? Next. Now, um, we now we have another Chotanya coming up. We had it up here, and here's the second time. Chotanya. Okay. Another question. Now, what could the question be? The question's going to be one brighter against another one. Tana Rabbanan was one brighter. That was brighter number one today. And at least in this sugya. And here's the brighter that's a challenge. Hotanya, what does it say here? Me'ain yudchet. Me'ain means, like you know the song, Me'ain olam haba, right? Me'ain means a, a short version. It's, 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 it's not, yudchet is the same as Shmones, right? That's shorthand for Shmones, right? 18. Yud Chet, 10. Yud standing for 10. Chet for 8. Me'en Yud Chet. It's not Shmon Esrei. It's a short Shmon Esrei. It's, it's sort of like a compressed, a condensed Shmon Esrei. Okay? Now, um, Rashi uh, tells us what it is. You look at Rashi. Me'en. Get this better here. Me'en Shmon Esrei. So Rashi says what it is, is that it's called Havinenu. Now, Havinenu Ladas Tarkecha. Okay, if you're only looking at this page, you need to do a lot of, you need to do some research on this to know what it means. And the research, if you want to know where to look, we can thank these little notes from Rabbi Shaya uh, Pick. Uh, who gives us where these references are, Samach and Ayin. So you go up here, you can find where your Samach is. It's on Daf Choftes coming up. I'll, I'll, show, I'll show it to you in a second where it is. Shekolel Yud Aleph Brochot Bibirchat achat, vigimu rishonot, vigimu achronot kilchatan. It should actually be, it should actually be, uh, there's a mistake in the Rashi. It should be, um, I believe, 12. So let's see it again. Shekolel yud alef brochot, bibirchat achat. Okay, let me explain this now. There is a paragraph that has all the elements of the 12 middle brochot. 
or the 13 or the 12, the 13 brachot of supplication. It's called Havinenu. And it sort of has a little bit of each. It has a little bit of each element of the Shmones, right? And then it's sandwiched into the first three, as Rashi says, Gimel Rishonot, the Gimel Achronot. Kilchatan, meaning the way they should be, according to normal halachic uh, direction. The first, meaning normally. The first three, you say every word, and then the middle part, which is really the intense part, you do a shortened version of it. And then you then you do the last three, the longer version. So that's going to take a lot less time because you're going to say one paragraph that has elements of everything. Okay? Now, um, that's called Havinenu. That's called Me'en Yudchet. Meaning you didn't do the complete Shmon Esrei. You sort of did Shmon Esrei. So the question is, the Brita says that the worker does what? The worker does a shortened Shmon Esrei. He doesn't do the whole Shmonesrei. So that was the question in, front, in our sugya. We know there's no chazan. We know there's no tefillah b'tzibur, but maybe the Shmonesrei should be shortened. In fact, one bright that says it is shortened. Once again, we have a key Gemara word coming up. Amar Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes dealt with this contradiction. Two bright is against each other. And he used the words, lo kashia. It's not difficult. Because brightos don't necessarily have names to them. Many times, brightos came from two different sources. So when you have bright the number one and bright the number two, they might reflect the opinion of two different tanoyim. And that's what Shesha says they reflect here. Ha Rab Gamliel, that's Reish Gimel. How do I know that? From the context. Reish is Rebbe. Reish is short for Rebbe. And Yoshua is a name, so Gimel must be a name. The only the Gimel name that always goes with Yoshua is Gamliel. So you gotta figure it out. If if this is if you're just opening the Gemara cold and you read Harag, Harag. Okay, so obviously you read the next words and you figure out this must be another rabbi. And who usually goes with Yoshua? Gamliel. Ha would mean this is, this one was Gamliel. Ha, this one was Rabbi Yoshua. Meaning the, the contradiction represents two different opinions. There's Gamliel's opinion and Yoshua's opinion. Which means Gamliel, now, now we have to figure it out which one is which. So in order to do that, you need to know where's Gamliel and where are Yoshua? Where are they talking? Now, the Gemara could do us a favor and quote them completely, but it doesn't. The Gemara assumes, this sugya assumes, that you know about Gamliel and Yoshua. Well, why would you know about Gamliel and Yoshua? Well, um, the reason you would know about it is because the assumption is you know Mishnayot. So, Let's take a look at, um, in order to understand this, we got to do a little bit of, uh, of going off the page. 
Because, again, we had a contradiction. One's Gamliel, one's Yoshua. Where are they? Okay, well, let's find them. So there's one way to find them, like this. So I'm going to do this. So one way to find them is to go to the Mishnayis. All right. All right, here's Mishnayis Brochot from Machon Mamre. And here is... I'm looking for is Mishnayot. I had to go back. <laughs> I went to your Shalmi. Here we go. Uh, I mean, I want to go to Daf Abayit. Okay. So I go to Daf Abayit and the basics of the oral law. And here I have Mishnah. And now I have all the Mishnayot and Brachot here. And I would like. That's Perik Bet, Perik Gimel, Perik Dalid. Here we go. Here's the Mishnah, Rash. Here's the Mishnah Argamar is referring to. Rebbe, it's Mish, it's it's Perik Dalid Mishnah Gimel. Rebbe Gamliel Omer, Bechol Yom Rabon. He was the leader. He, he was our leader because he was the head of the Sanhedrin. Rabban Gamliel Omer, Bechol Yo Mitzpahol Adam Shmona Esrei. Every day you do all 18 brachot. Rabbi Yeshua Omar, no. Umein Shmona Esrei. Rabbi Yeshua said, every day you do a shortened version. Wow. <laughs> Rabbi Shua actually says that a regular Joe who's davening does not do all 18 brachos every day. When do you do 18 brachos? Well, maybe when you have uh, a chazan. Maybe when you have the chazan, he does it. But if you're davening as an individual, you do a short version. Rabbi Yeshua says. Rabbi Yeshua is of the opinion that you do not, the average guy, let's say in Coronaville, would not say a complete Shmon Esrei. Rabbi Gamliel says no. Every day, even if you're by yourself, you you say all 18 brochot. Rabbi Yeshua says, you know what, I agree that 18 brochot are there, they're important, but you don't say them every day. Maybe the chazan says them, and you listen and say amen, but you on your own, you do a short version. That's not what he says, Henach. He says every, we're talking about the standard day. Rabbi Akiva, who was a student of Yehoshua, and I would say a student of Gamliel as well, but he saw Yoshu as one of his main teachers, says, Im If you are, you, you're used, it's Shagar, 
it's 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 it, it flows out of you naturally. You've uh, you've memorized it. You know it. You can say it clearly. You don't stumble over it. Remember, people didn't have sidurim. They didn't have things published. Rabbi Kiva says, if your if your tefila comes out naturally, then do all eighteen. Be'imlav. If you stumble over it, if you're not clear about it, then I'll go with Yehoshua. So Akiva here is in the middle between the two. So what has Argamara done? Let's go back to Argamara. Argamara has said that this represents Yehoshua. In other words, let's go back to uh, let's go back to uh, where we were. <laughs> Hang on. Let's go back to where we were. So Argamar represents Yeshua. Let's see it again. Lokashia. Ho Reb Gamliel. The Brita that said that the workers all by their, themselves independently daven, but they don't have a chazan, but they say every, they say the complete Shmones, right? That's Gamliel. Because Gamliel says everybody. Gamliel was pushing the Shmon Esrei. He felt everybody should say that. Despite the difficulties of the words, the complexity of the of the syntax, everyone should be saying that and memorizing it and knowing it. And the other Braita is Rabbi Yehoshua. Because Rabbi Yehoshua says Shmon Esrei is anyway only meant for special occasions. It's done by the Chazan. The average person doesn't say Shmon Esrei anyway. That's why the Brita, when it talked about the workers, this Hatanya was was Yehoshua's version. So the Gemara asks, that's not a good answer. The Gemara asks on Rav Sheshis. Rav Sheshis says it's not difficult. The Gemara says, wait. That's not a satisfactory answer. E, Rabbi Yoshua, if you're going to tell me Yoshua is the author of the Brita about the workers, that you do a shortened version, you do that, that compressed middle part, here's a Kigamara word coming up, my area, what's, why is it different? Why is it unique? Why is it this? Why is it, why is it, being specific, my area, what is the specificity? That's what my area means. Right? My area, poalim. Why was it mentioned in reference to workers? Yoshua's on record, like I said to Henoch, every day, afilu kol adam, any person, any person, whoever he is, doesn't do on his own the Shmon even a person, let's say in shul, probably the 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 quiet, what we call the lachash, according to Yoshua, would take much shorter. When you would do your individual supplication, according to Yoshua, even if it, whether you're listening to the chazan afterwards, you would say a shortened version of the Shemun Esrei. So this has nothing to do with the the special circumstances where you're on the job and we're worried about you taking money away from the from the boss who hired you to do a job. That's what this bright is about. In other words, listen to what I'm going to say here. This bright that was, that was mentioned, me'en yudchet, 
was a brighta that was similar. It was all about what workers do. There's no reason of inserting that unnecessary information about the shortened Shmonesre. Because if it's if Yoshua is the one who authored that Brita, he wouldn't need to say anything. He would just say, the workers do whatever they do. He wouldn't have to say Me'en Yudchet. It's always Me'en Yudchet. He, that wouldn't be the place to emphasize that. So therefore, it doesn't sound like Sheshis' answer is an accurate one. It could make sense, but there'd be no reason to insert that information there. If Yoshua was trying to tell you what workers need to do, he wouldn't have to review the idea that workers on the job who are, in a sense, stealing from their boss would do a short and shmona esrei. Even people who are bankers who don't work for bosses, whoever, whatever they are, they also do the short and shmona esrei. So the inclusion of that information, that the shmona es- that what they say is a compressed version, it wouldn't be Yoshua's way of describing what workers do. Because that would be true. Let's read the words now inside. Afilu kol adam nami. Every person. It wouldn't be, and since this was a bright about workers, that piece of information would be unnecessary, and therefore, Yoshua is probably not the author of it. That's an example of Gemara logic. <laughs> it's true, Yoshua could have written it, but there's no reason why he would have. And therefore, there's no reason why he would have, because it's implied, it's understood, when there's a piece of information that's unnecessary, it probably is not written by the... We don't want any piece of information to be unnecessary. So let's see what the Gemara answers. Because I, I want to get to an answer so we can stop. Ella, let's, let us... Ella. Ella means we are rejecting that answer. Whenever you see Ella, Ella means... Reject the answer, right? I think a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> I, I used, I, I told you a, a, a memory device, right? Think about Ella breaking the glass on the old Memorex commercial, right? Ella, break it. Ella, go back. Okay, we're going to re- redo it. Ella, right? We're going to do a different answer. E-day, V-E-day, we've had this before. This and that, right? E-day, this one, E-day, and that one, both prices are ragamil, which means you do a complete shmones, right? Oh, yeah? Then why did one to say you do the compressed one? So the Gemara says, Vilokashia, it's not going to be difficult. Why? Because Khan, there's two ways you work for someone. There's two ways you work for someone. What's that? Khan ba'osin bischaran. Sometimes the way you work for someone is he pays you. And you're lucky if you get a job that you get actual money, <laughs> currency, that you can now take home. There's another way to work, though. Khan, Khan means here, Remember, you see people on the street will work for food. 
That's another way people worked. People worked, okay, you're going to work all day in the field, I'll feed you. You're not going to go home hungry. You're going to get your meals. That was two types of workers, and they both were prevalent. Sometimes when things were desperate, people worked for food. They might, okay, will you feed me? Yeah, we're going to have, we have, we have, we have uh, you know, we have Cookie, who's making all the food for everybody. That's going to be your, you're going to show up. You're going to go, you're, you maybe get two good meals a day. You're going to come in the morning, ding, 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 the lunch bell. Everybody goes to eat. At night, you work, 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 work. Right before closing time or when closing time happens, everybody comes and eats. And that's it. You don't get any paycheck. You don't get any money. You don't take anything home. Therefore, because in the first case, you're getting money, you do a shortened Shemones, right? Because the Bala bus is actually, even though the food costs money that he's feeding you, we say, we say, oh, come on, this is a currency. This is a value. Therefore, you've got to do your, it's shortened. But if the guy's not even paying you a wage, he's just feeding you, then you can do a complete Shemona Esrei. That's what the Gemara's answer is. Again, let's read the words inside. Khan ba'osin b'scharan. One is when you are earning your schar, you're earning your, you're earning your, your payment, and it's yours. You're actually what every moment you work is money for you. Therefore, it's so valuable what you're getting. You, we say, your religious responsibilities are lessened. The rabbis say, daven less, compress it. The guy's giving you a schar. Here, the guys, I don't know if he's a cheapskate, but that's what the, 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 that's what the market is allowing him. He's, you're working for your Suda. You're like the Okies in, in the Depression. They would come in and pick stuff, and they wouldn't get paid. They would just give him, give him a communal meal. Rob, Rob, yes. is, is it also true that if you're working for food, just for food, and it comes like twice a day or whatever, you have more time to daven than if you have to work for money and time is, is money. So you have more time to say a long shimnestra. Henoch, but why do you have more time? The job is the same. You were hired to pick the, the peaches. You're an oaky. You're in California. You've got a huge peach grove. Okay? In both cases, you're doing the same amount of work. But the reason why time is money is because the balabas isn't going to be paying you money at the end of the day when all you are is getting your meals. So therefore, we don't consider, we, we sort of soft sell the relationship between you and the owner. When the owner agreed to give you your dignity and give you your money and to take money out of his pocket, we, we forced you or we told you, Davin Shorter, do a compression on S-ray. Because what's going on here is, like you say, there's the value of what the owner takes out of his pocket, of what you earn. It's, a, it, it, it's considered gezel, more. If we, 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 the rabbis don't want right, you right. to 
but it, it's harder for him to see that he's taken out money from his pocket to pay them, and the cost of it is more than than that he gives a, a meal that he can't see as as well that that it's co- right. he sees it's costing him less in his mind. He's given him a meal, but that's not the same as pulling the money out of his pocket. And exactly. Him exactly. Exactly. And therefore, the the perception is the reality. It might the perception is the reality. It, it might be that it actually is more money to make these gigantic meals. But the, but the perception makes the reality, and therefore we say we're going to, in so order it, for this relationship, to, and the truth is it's probably a, a, a good thing for the worker too. The guy well, who... If he, if, he sees, uh, if he sees that it's not coming out of his pocket, he, he's not going to be on them be on them so much as if he sees that the money's coming out of his pocket. Therefore, he's not on them, so they seem to have more more time to daven. Right, that's true. It's, it's what you're saying is a very definitely a solid point, and, and that's the reason why Gamliel understood that. That's why he said, "This is the rule for this type of worker. This is the rule for this type of worker." One last thing we'll end with. The, la- the we've had this three times today. Here's the third time, and here's the. Here's the Hatanya, not the Hatanya, right? The Hatanya, meaning this proves that, that there's a that poem, and we're going to see that the, when the workers work and they do their work, they do a... Um, they do a shortened version of everything, and we're going to at the end of the price it says because they were getting paid. We'll see this more tomorrow. But thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.